There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. So, Cole, you touched on... I know your your your, your next one's about a, a a a moment when you sort of start to what I I imagine just from looking at what you said, start to think right. Well, look, I'm here. Like, how can I do something more positive with 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 my life? You know, in the situation that I'm in. Uh, and so you you yeah. you returned to school. Yeah, because I, th- I didn't finish school when I was I was bunking all the time. That was my yeah. that was my first act out for my parents' divorce. Yeah. So, you know, like that was my first act out. Like really, like just bunk school, smoke fags, um, and then I was you get into like a little, you know, like you meet the regular bunkers in in the, in the park in the morning. You know, like and everyone just just messing about all day in it until it's like school ends and then you go back like you're like you've come back from school and after a while I just get just got into the habit and I did, didn't even realise how long there's a novelty to it isn't yeah. it you feel like yeah. you're in a special club yeah and you're meeting the cool kids as well do you know what I mean the kids who don't because there is an allure to the you, you know your social group or your friends who just don't it's give rebellion, a fuck isn't it? Every, every, every youth wants to rebel in some way, shape, or form, don't they? It's exciting. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that though was like because it's mad. Like, while when I was in school, there were certain teachers I, I couldn't stand. They probably couldn't stand me. But um, you know, when I was in school, I never really used to get into trouble. Really, like it was actually fun. Some, some some elements of it, like it's like we was like it's like a brotherhood because we went to all boys school, innit? So it's like we have a cussing each other, I'm messing about, or fighting. <laughs> so you know, like, but it was like a brotherhood. But so I I actually had fun in school. It's just I just I just got used to just being out. It was your after. It was your. It was your after school clubs. Yeah. That, that yeah. got you into trouble. That's what got me into trouble. <laughs> you signed up to the wrong clubs, Carl. That's the thing. So, how, how was it returning to education inside? It was. It was hard. It was hard because you know for years I hadn't written anything but my name for years. You know, like see, like my like the painting jobs I got into. So my brother. 
um, got me into because he's he's a, a top painter. So he said, "Listen, I can get you a job. Don't worry about qualifications and all that. Um, I'll get you a job. Just like you know how to." Because like years ago, I was on like a YTS thing, and then I just fucked that off. You know, like yeah. But them kind of things, I just wish I I say, but you can't change the past. So um, I'd, I'd I'd after I'd come out of the job that my brother got, I kind of just blagged my way into painting jobs, you know? Um, and then I started getting all right at it. I, I could probably do some things a bit faster maybe, but I, I started getting all right at it. So anyway, like, um, like I found it so hard, but I only, so my initial thing was, um, I don't want to be a cleaner and clean toilets. So basically you see if, it, when you're in prison, if you don't, choose like um, a workshop where like you could be packing tea bags like a robot just or putting like little screws into into say and then putting it into but it's literally like robot work um, so if you don't choose basically choose a job then they make you be like a, a wing cleaner and see like a lot of those jobs like some of them is like cutting dirty rags and that I'm like, mate, I've got asthma, mate. I'm out of this. But it's like it's it's, it's horrible. Some of it, you know. So I think they sell that, or they they sell rags to like car washes and stuff. So you get loads of like um, drums of clothes, and literally you have to cut them into like little squares, basically. Sometimes you get fucking dirty pants and knickers in there, which you throw away. You don't have to cut them. But why am I dealing with this sort of stuff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on it. So like I, I've, I've then like one of the season vets said to me, no, nah, listen, if you've got, because I have got asthma, if you've got asthma, I just tell them you've got asthma, they have to get you out of there. So I was just like, hello. <laughs> Pulled out the pump, mate. <laughs> so I was out of there, but then it was like, oh, they're going to make you be a wing cleaner now. You're going to have to clean the toilets and all that. And you know, like, see some people got no respect for them communal toilets and stuff. Yeah, of course. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna have to do education, because <laughs> like they said to me, education comes over everything. So even if they try and get you to do a job, you put in for education. Once you're, you're, you come up on the list and, and it's your turn, it comes over every, whatever you're doing, they pull you out of their parachute. So, um, so that's pretty good, right? Then at least they've got a priority of rehabilitation in that sense. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things about prison you got an issue yeah. with it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. See, see, the education, I have to say, it saved me. So, saved me on that thing, I didn't want to be a cleaner, but really saved me once I realised yeah. what it was doing. See, so, so you kind of like, unintentionally, was just trying to dodge rat, like doing a shitty job. <laughs> and and actually, the, although that was the benefit, is you got to dodge that, actually what you really ended up getting was life changing. Yeah. Because I, I started, like, I started thinking different. So, you know, like, at first it was like, you know, I'd be asked to write a paragraph and I'd be bare moaning. Paragraph. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be proper moaning, like, what fucking was this? Proper moaning. And then, like, I ended up, like, the English, I think in Belmarsh, the English teacher kind of, like, took pity on me. She's like, come on, man, look. Like you can do it, blah blah. You know, like you speak well. So look, all it is is just muscle memory. And then, like yeah. she would like take me through it. You know, like like it's like my brain. What it's like? All right, if I'm writing it, you have to do the thinking. You know, like not saying it like that, but 
that's how I'd be like a proper sport brat, you know, like, but then I started like, then I've done a couple of like, literally entry level tests here. And I thought, this is fucking easy, man. Like when I actually was thinking for myself, I thought, no, nah, this is easy, man. I can do this shit. So I started getting like the buzz for doing like tests and that. Then I just started smashing through like, that smashed through English, smashed through. Maths was a little bit more difficult. Like I could get, I could get the the um, the result, but slow. I was a bit slow. Do you know what I'm saying? So that like t- they took pity on me there as well. I said they're saying, look, you're getting the things. You're just not catching it at the time. You know, like because you got to do a test yeah. within a certain time. So yeah. um, they they took pity on me, took pity on me, which they weren't supposed to do, and let me do it in like two. Come back and do the rest. Just oh, to pass me, like, get out of it. <laughs> but I started like, I started liking it, you know? And I thought, no, this is all right, man. So I just started going through, um, I kind of avoided computers for a bit. Because I just saw that as like, that's the big thing, you know? Like, so yeah. I avoided that. Um, so I stuck my head in art. That was like my my um, free time, if you know what I'm saying. Because when I was a kid, I could kind of draw a bit. So at first, those art teachers kind of like, the first few prisons I went to, they kind of just let you do anything really. Um, so I didn't actually learn anything new from there, but it was just like my not not grafting time, you know, like in education, that was just like yeah. one time, innit? Um, then I think when I when I moved to Swellside, that's when like I actually learned like some real skills in art. That teacher like, he was, he, everyone used to think he's annoying, but he's just trying to teach her, to be honest. You know, like, he actually is a sick artist. And It's a he, tough gig being very, a teacher anyway, let alone being a teacher in prison, right? That's a tough gig, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy was the most sarcastic guy ever, but once you get used to it, it's actually quite funny. Yeah. So, you know, but some people never got his humour. So, yeah. you know, like, I'll just be like, <laughs> this geezer, man. <laughs> But he's actually, he's a brilliant teacher. I'll give him that. Douglas Spooner. I'll give him that. He's very was good. He, was he like a teacher? I think we'll have teachers that there's specific ones that kind of, you just get it with them. And they're the ones who really influence you the most. The fact that you remember Douglas's name, mm. was that a bit of a watershed moment as well in terms of your learning or your art? Yeah, with, with my art, definitely. Because after his class, my art just went up. Like literally went up. He taught me how to do portraits. Like it literally just went went up from from just doing whatever came natural to actually doing proper techniques that that build a proper composition. So um, yeah, I, I I give him ratings, man. I definitely give him ratings. Even some of the some of the guys that um, he used to annoy. There's no way they can say he's not a good teacher. No way. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think, I think, see, see, see from, once I started doing education, it's like I had not much to, so when you, when, when you go in prison, they want you to do, um, level one and two English, level one and two maths before anything. So see, once mm-hmm. you get that out of the way, then it's like what you actually want to do in it. So like, there wasn't really much in there that I could do. And then they, they were saying to me, like, why don't I do like open university in that? I got shook, man. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna laugh. Wow, this is big. <laughs> it Slow sounds down. pretty daunting, doesn't it? University. Yeah. Slow your roll, man. 
But I then I ended up doing like um, peer support. I done um, uh, mediation, peer, uh, level two mediation. That, What's that, that Kyle? Sorry, I don't know what that is. So it's like basically. So what I done the course, uh, mediation. So it'd be like if two people were in conflict. Gotcha. Quite sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like the middle person that that um, mm-hmm. facilitates a conversation instead yeah. of beef. Yeah, I ended up so I done that while I was in High Point, and then I ended up being lead mediator. Like I had some really good, successful mediations. It was actually there was a, a proper touching moment. But see, see, because because I've I've been in a long time by then. When I was at High Point, maybe. Seven years, I've been in seven years. Oh. You know, like everyone got to know, and plus because I I, I, I was um, a, a barber. So I done my barbering course. So I learned how to cut hair just from, from a guy that I knew from, from outside. He was in side. He taught me how to cut hair just on his own, on his own hair. And then I started cutting other people's. Then when I got to High Point, I done the course. And then I ended up being peer supporting there. So everyone knew me. So you know, like they'd come in the in the barber shop to get their haircut, and then um, you know, if if someone like made a mistake or say, I'd be the one that fixes it up. Uh, you know, like yeah. so everyone got to know me. So it was like when I became the lead mediator, it's like a lot a lot, a lot of the time I'd at least know one of the parties. So I because you have to. So before you can get them both together, I have to go with a team member. And um, basically speak to them individually, find out their side of the story, then find out if they want to talk about it, then go to mm-hmm. that person, find out their story, find out if they want to talk about it. And then, like, there was one, like, it was like th- this guy, the jowl, really had them, had him as, like, this is going to be big, this is going to be like, like, please, like, you guys, the team, send the team in there, otherwise it's going to get silly, blah, blah, yeah. So I'm like, no, I know this guy, man. Like, like I've trained with him a few times in the gym. Like, I say all right to him all the time. So anyway, mediation was, like, quite touching, actually. So basically, before we've got... So I've rigged it up. So they both said, yeah, they want to talk. I've ri- and, and so... But there's no staff. It's in the, in the chapel, uh, the two in conflict. We were sitting down, cup of tea, go through it, right? So before we've got, so um, we've, we've got one of the guys who I didn't know. I've lost you there, Obviously, Carl. I waited from outside. Uh, what did you hear? Uh, um, you got him in the room, cup of tea, and then, yeah, and then it just went, yeah, did the, the Wi-Fi must have just dipped out or something for a bit. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll just back a bit. So, so basically, we um, so one of the one of one of the guys that was in conflict, we got him in the chapel, and then yeah. I waited outside for the other one, the one that everyone thought is going to be trouble, like he's definitely going to kick off. So then, um, I, I said to him, "Listen, like you know, I'm a lifer, isn't it?" And he's like, "Yeah," because there's no staff in there, isn't it? So, you know, I don't want to be in the middle of no fight. I, like, I'm not involved in this. And I don't want to be... Because they say the stuff is like, if it kicks off, you have to press the bell, all that. And then that now, what? I'm going to be labelled to the jail as a snitch. I'm like, fuck, man. This is 
peaks. I said, yeah. no, you know what? I'm waiting for this guy. Before we get in the meeting, I'm going to try and have a quick word with him. So I just said to him, listen, like, you know I'm a lifer, innit? I said, yeah. I said, you know, I, I, I can't be in the middle of no fight. You know what I'm saying? So I said, please, if you're going to kick off, just say now and I'll call it off. And he's like, no, nah, listen, I wouldn't do that to you. I promised you I'm not going to kick off. Like, all right, cool. I still was like, mm. <laughs> but he seemed genuine, innit? So I brought him in. But you, fra- you also framed the conversation, right? So you framed sort of like an expectation. Yeah. And you were and you were really adult about it. You weren't demanding anything of him. You just kind of on the level with him about it, and yeah. he respected that. Yeah. So now we've bought. So they're now they're in there, yeah. <laughs> The guy, so basically, these two were in a previous jail together. The the one that I knew from around the jail, like he's all hench and shit, yeah. The other one's like slim build, all that, yeah. It, it wouldn't be a fair fight anyway, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. The slim one started sending messages to him. So basically, when they were in the, in the previous jail together, the, the big one got rushed by about eight people. And because the slim one used to hang around with him, the slim one thought because he didn't help him, he thought he was involved. But he said, he said, uh, mate, there's no way you could have helped me. There was eight people. I know there's no way you could have helped me. And I know you wasn't involved. But the slim one thought when he came, when the slim one came to the jail and heard he's there, gotcha. all of the boys, because see, with, with conflict, it's not just about the person, it's about the people around them because they're like, man, 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 So, you know, like they were telling him, oh, you know, he pushes heavyweight, this, that, he's the madman, all that shit. So now he's sending messages to him saying, ah, oh, I'm going to shank you up, this, that, have you come near me? I'm going to shake. The guy don't even know you're in the jail. You've made him know that you're in the jail. So he said, bruv, I didn't even know you was in the jail. Just started getting abusive messages and that. So like... Um, like, see, like, once he said, he said, listen, I know there's no way you could have helped me in that. No way. See, like, the relief that came off of him, yeah, was just like, ah, oh, I thought you thought I was involved. He said, come on, bruv, man. Did I ever once send you a message saying you was involved? Because he, after that incident, he just got shipped out, didn't it? Yeah, of course. So, like, then they ended up proper hugging, fucking, the slim one was, like, glassy-eyed and shit. I was like, yes, this is, <laughs> this is great. So it, was a, it was, like, a brilliant result. Like, the, the, the prison was well happy. I think that was a good thing that they used to do. Instead of, like, getting um, staff involved and, and, you know, like, giving people adjudications and that, they let yeah, us yeah. go in first and try and sort it out between them brilliant. before I get because you know sometimes there's stupid stabbings and stuff over the stupidest things in prison yeah because i think i think my natural thing like without any cause my natural thing is you know like if i see especially people i know i'm not i wouldn't say i'd do it now i if 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 i saw it wasn't danger i'd probably know if i could stop people that i don't know from kicking off if it wasn't danger but um before all that, I'd probably naturally you know that if people I know are arguing or whatever, I'd naturally just go in there and say, "Come on, you know, like try and like calm it down." So I think that was that's my that was my natural thing anyway. All it was is just learning yeah. how to do it with people that you don't know and learning. Yeah. That. Right, amazing. Because um, you can't you can't um, form an opinion form an opinion basically because both sides have always got different 
different um, sides of the story, different perspectives. So uh, like you literally have to just be kind of Switzerland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> hard sometimes because even if you think one person's wrong, it's hard like not to give your opinion. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to remain impartial <laughs> to try and get them to meet in the middle at yeah. some point. Yeah. Cole, I want to talk about uh, your, your your number two and that being the impact that music had on you. Yeah. So music for me now is life. So so. When I, going back a bit, when I was 14 to 17, I used to like spit to drum and bass here. Yeah? But when I look back, I was shit. <laughs> I was shit back then. <laughs> but, but like, I, I, like I've been on, I think when I was about, I think when I was 15 going into 16, I was on like pirate radio station for a little while. Done a couple of sets on there. Uh, um, but then because of my environment, I was fighting, you know, like, music just got put to the background i just forgot about music i forgot i used to do music you know like i just never never thought even like my cousins they started rapping and that at one stage and they're like oh you should jump back and i'm like fuck music like i never thought i just i never thought it was in me anymore and then um yeah when i went to kingston prison so i'd been in Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Two, three, about four years. I've been in about four years, and um, I could hear like a, like a guy I was uh, I, I used to chat to like he was he was all right he was actually a bit fun actually you know always messing about but um I could hear him singing in his cell over a rap beat and I thought I could probably rap to that so then I, when the doors opened that was over lunch yeah when the doors opened, I said what was that was that you singing he's like yeah I said no, I never knew you could sing he said I, I think I could rap to that I said what was that 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 you were singing he said oh, I wrote a song for my girl. So I said, go on, let, let me hear it. So then he's done it. 
And he's like, I said to him, like, well, I could probably rap to it. He said, why don't you write a, write a verse? So I said to him, like, what's the concept? How, what's the structure of, of a verse? So he showed me, like, a simplified way. And then um, I ended up writing more than what I was supposed to. He's like, you're greedy, man. Then I was like, well, I was enjoying it. So anyway, I, I wrote it, recorded it. And then that was literally, I've just never looked back. But you see, when I listen to, because I'm, I've got like a mini disc player with those old recordings. I think, fuck you know, man. I was like a robot. So I, I just, you know, like I found like a solace in it. You know, like I could get my emotions out without being negative. Like, like as in, mm -hmm. I could get negative emotions without. I'm not harming no one to get what I'm saying. I'm not harming no one. Yeah. I'm not putting my sentence at risk by um, uh, spazzing out on staff because I'm pissed off. Like I, I just found myself a lot of, in the beginning, a lot of my music was like depressing, man. You know, because I'm fucking depressed, didn't it? You know? <laughs> like, so a lot of it was um, depressing, but it, it just helped me like, see like once I, I found, once I wrote about it, the feeling kind of come off a little bit, it's still there. But then once I actually done it, uh, it's like, I feel like a bit, it's, it's still there. Cause you can't wow. erase stuff completely, but it's like, it was just like an outlet. Yeah. I just thought, this is sick, man. So then I, I just like, and I, I realized I'm an emotional writer. So it doesn't, whether happy or sad, but like say if something, so I can, now I can write to anything here, yeah, any genre, but so, Whatever that beat is is giving me energy-wise and mood-wise, it will just bring out, it could be a past emotion or it could be an emotion that's happening right now. But it, I just can just, write, like, it just comes out. I don't know where it comes from, it just comes. <laughs> so um, I, I found, so every, I found that every jail from that jail, every jail I went to, when you go to reception, they, they sign you all in, sign your stuff in, blah, blah, blah. And then I, that, that one of the first questions I'd be like, have you got music here? And then I'll just like find find my way to the music class. And then sometimes, some some jails, it was, there was nothing really structured. It was just like a jamming uh, session, like yeah. playing instruments. And then you'll just like spit bars and all that over whatever, or write to whatever. Yeah. But as I think, as I went, further down the line, it seemed to be getting, maybe it was because I was getting more serious about it, but the, the classes seemed to be a bit more serious, as in like more 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 structured to it and, and the yeah. people involved seemed more serious, you know? like So maybe it was because I was getting more serious about it. So I was, you know, like they say, um, like-minded people kind of flock together, innit? Yeah. So like, I started getting, started getting involved with, you know, like, um, like find picking out like the good guitar players, you know, like good rappers to do to, to do collabs on, um, and then I think I think when I was in open, so now skipping to like the end of my sentence when I was in like open prison. So by now I've done loads of music courses and, and classes and jamming sessions, whatever. Yeah, I've seen it all. Um, so. The the um the governor, the the resettlement governor in Stanford Hill, he was a good he was a good guy. Um, he's he said, oh, I'm getting like a, first he said he was going to get a music studio built, 
So I don't make beats, but I know you make a music studio, there's going to be beats that I can jump on. Someone's going to make yeah. producers in this jail. So that I was excited, but not as, you know, like it wasn't just because now I have to wait for someone to build me something, this, that, you know, like, so I was excited. It's still a good thing. But then he's like, oh, no, I'm not getting the, the music studio no more. We're getting a company called In-House Records to, to come in the jail. They do a music course. They're going to come in, do a talk and let you know exactly what they're going to do. So like, they've, they've, so I'm like, yeah, sign me in. I'm all in. Anything to do with music, yeah, I'm yeah. all in. I, I used to always say music over everything. So, you know, like no matter what I've got to do, I'll find my way to that thing. So anyway, bam, we've all gone to, they had like a little room that, so before that course came, there was like a few instruments in the, there was a room in at the back of the chapel and they used to let like people go in there and just have a jam and stuff, yeah? Have a jam. So we had the, we had the meeting in there. And like they were saying like, oh, um, so basically they'll teach us how to play instruments if you want to learn. They'll teach us the management side of the industry, the business side, um, songwriting, performance, all that, yeah. But That's mad. Like, but still, you know, see where there's not been, there's been little structure, but not like what they're saying. So, but in prison, you get to learn that. Don't just take everything that everyone says. You have to wait and see if it happens. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of talking but sometimes there's no yeah. doing. Like that's staff and prisoners. So um, then like, they're like, oh yeah, um, you guys, cause you're in open prison, you guys will be allowed to go out and stuff. Like so they said, they, they do shows at the theater, Upper Palace Theater um, in Victoria. Like um, uh, there was an, uh, another gaff, it's a pub anyway. So like, but in my head, I'm thinking, mm, they're going to take us out. Mm, I don't think so. And then, um, but then, um, the Jude, the, the who I work for now, so Jude, he... Um, sorry, is it, sorry, Cole. <clears throat> is this kind of now moving into your number one, like working now with, within music? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So Jude, he's the founder of In-House. He was like, he was the one that was saying, yeah, we'll take you out, blah, blah, blah all that. But then... It was like, I don't, like you didn't realise when not everyone that's in this meeting is cleared to go out. So you have to be in the jail for a certain amount of time and hit certain security things to be yeah. able to leave, innit? So, you know, like a lot of people are getting happy, but see, like once I, once I spoke to a few people, they're like, nah, you, like, yeah, you'll be able to go out once you're clear, but until you're clear, you're just doing in jail stuff. So I, thought, I just didn't get happy. I knew I, I'm definitely one that can't because lifers they've got a longer duration to be able to go out in it. So I just thought, all right, whatever, I'll just do the jail stuff in it. So um, yeah. um so basically we done like a, a few shows in the jail um for the for the guys and staff and that. And then it was like I I was at one stage I was cleared, I was cleared to go. So I was like come on let's get in there now and now we started pushing started pushing to um because i think they at first they didn't meet all of the targets yeah because of like um you know people's security things and whatnot so everyone wasn't going out we wasn't doing everything that they said in that meeting so then yeah. they come back for another meeting and everyone's like, well, what's going on with all this stuff? And then Jude was saying, oh, they've got a festival. He was telling us all the stuff that they've got coming up, yeah? So they had Latitude Festival 
basketball at the time. This was um, pre-COVID, yeah. And um, so everyone jumped on that. Oh, we want to go do the festival. But the governor said, so everyone, everyone of importance that can call shots is in the same room, yeah. So like they're, they're like, oh, we want to go to the, we want to do the, the festival. Jude say, no problem. If you're a lad, you can come. The governor's saying, hell no. Like one, it's, it's, that, that, I think that was like in a week's time or something like that. But then, but me, I was listening to all of the dates, not just that one thing. Everyone jumped on the one thing. I was listening and I thought, hang on a minute. There's a next date like three weeks away, the other palace theater. So I've like, everyone's talking about this, this festival onto the governor. And, and then there was like a queue for Jude. So I'm just waiting in the queue. I'm thinking, now fuck, fuck this. Let me just try and work this shit. So like, so I've got, I've got to, basically got to him. I said, listen, like, if we can get permission, could we come and do, have you got a spot for us to do the, the theatre? And he said, yeah, no problem. I, like, I, I, we could definitely do it. But what about rehearsal? What are you going to, how are you going to rehearse? Blah, blah, blah. Have you got time? I said, nah, we've been rehearsing for a show in the jail. We can just do exactly the same set. So then he said, if you can get permission, the 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 spot is there, yeah. So now bam, I've gone, now I've got his permission. So I've gone round to the governor now who's gonna call the shot for this. I said, listen, Gov, like obviously these are moaning about the festival. I don't know why they keep moaning about we can't go. But what about the theater? That's like in three weeks' time. Do you think that's possible? And he's like, you know what, son? It could be possible. It could be. <laughs> I said, write me a list. <laughs> he said, write me a list of everyone involved, but everyone has to have a real job. Because you know, everyone's going to try and blag their way out, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone has to have a real job. And then he said, like, he needs, you know, like a, a proposal from them. So then, bam, I've gone round. Uh, back round to Jude, I said, yeah, boom, it's all go, but we need a proposal. And then he's like, Charlotte, one of the staff members was there as well. He's like, yeah, Charlotte will do your proposal. So I was like, Charlotte, come here, come here. So I've pulled her to the governor. I was like, okay, can you tell her what to put in a proposal? And then bow, that was it. I just, you know, like made it happen before anyone left. And then like I said to the boys, so I didn't tell none of the boys yet. So I said like, obviously the, the key figures in the, cause we formed like a little band in that. I said, listen, we're gonna have a little meeting in the room after. I need to tell you something. So then, bam! I got everyone. I said, "Listen, I think, yeah, I think, I've got us out." <laughs> like, you know, everyone's like, oh, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" I said, "Like, look, boom!" But I told them exactly what happened. I said, "But it's still not like stamped yet. Let's just wait and see." But I think yeah. it's gonna happen. So I, I said, "Like, obviously." I need to give them a list of everyone that's up for it, who's clear, blah, blah. So I just wrote down a list. I even wrote down what job they're going to do, but he said, well, I don't need to know what they're doing. As long as the governor was saying, you don't need to know what they're doing like that. Just make sure they're doing something in it. Because we thought there was going to be staff with us, but no staff, like it was in-house staff met us there. We all drove down, a prisoner drove the van. Wow. And, and we, it was so liberating, you know, like wow. our family's got to come. And see us oh, do some amazing. positive. That's really cool. I even got my own nan in there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, Cole, Cole, can we just kind of... Um... Which is just a way of you know your time as well today, mate. But just looking at kind of where where you're at now, because I think where you're at now is the reason that we've we've kind of been introduced to each other. So can we just kind of, as we start to sort of wrap the podcast, talk about the joy that is in your life now and where you're at? Yeah. So, like, leading off the back of those theatre shows, so we end up doing, I think, five theatre shows and uh, uh, an op- uh, uh, art opening, art gallery opening. But anyway, the last theatre show, the staff pulled me aside and they said to me, oh, like, we need to speak to you, blah, blah. And I was in my head, thinking, oh, I ain't done nothing wrong. What the <laughs> They're like, why did you speak to me? Like, but they said, so basically, see, to get out of prison, to go to them shows, each person has to do a lot of paperwork and then it's got to be cleared. And you know, like if one thing's wrong, they'll send it mm. back. They won't just correct it because they know yeah. they'll send it back. What's wrong? Time gets yeah. wasted, that person can't come no more. Then the, like, that's a, that could be a key member in the band. So now we have to think of something, do you get what I mean? So anyway, mm-hmm. they said to me, oh look, we've been, so I ended up doing the paperwork, checking on all the paperwork just naturally making sure everyone's filled out everything proper. I'd go and hand it in. Then I'd keep going back and checking if it's gone to the right people and stuff. And then they, they said to me, I oh, listen, like, we like your organization skills. Like, do you want a job when you get out? And I was like, what? Amazing. Hell yes. <laughs> Cause you know what it is. So I'm a qualified barber, but it's, you know, like everyone, it's like a, 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 a thing that just goes around the system. When you come out of jail, you're not going to get, it's going to be hard to get. Yeah. To thing. So um it, it, like you always think, oh, as soon as you tell them you've been in prison, oh yeah, we'll call you back, mate. You know, like so I jumped it, I was like a job doing music as well, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm involved. So then I started doing voluntary. So basically they said as soon as I leave jail, I'll be on payroll, innit? So um for but for now they'll get me on voluntary to get me um trained up for the job, innit? So um, it's mad. Like, so my first day, I um, started at Brighton, the head office in Brighton. And um, Judah, my boss, he said, um, can, can I call uh, four of the grads? So grads are guys that have left prison and, and gone on to still um, uh, do work with in-house. So he said, can I call the guys, like, obviously introduce myself, and, and these are the guys that you're going to manage. Like, like you're going to be a mentor and... Um, help them manage their, their their sessions so like I don't know I was just like normal to be honest I was just chatting to them like normal and then when I come off he's like well you know you got more out of them in that five minutes than I've had in four months because like obviously uh, within that conversation I let them know listen I've been to jail before so I understand 
Like, like at the time I was still in jail, I was leaving jail and coming to work. So I said, like, I'm actually in jail now, blah, blah. So I like, I think that kind of relaxed them. And you know, knowing someone's been in the same position as you, easier yeah. to take advice, Relatable, isn't it? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so then um going from that, left I actually got my parole. So I done like 16 years and six days. Um and then, so I got out on the Friday, I got out bonfire night, uh 2020, and then on the Monday, so that was Friday, on the Monday I went to work. So Jude and that they was like, take time off, relax. I said, nah, mate. <laughs> I need to I need to work, I need money, mate. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. no, like because obviously I was coming out to her adult daughter. My daughter's like, like she, she she doesn't pressure me. Like she knows where I've been and, and whatnot. She she knows I'm not a millionaire, so you know she's she not. She wasn't expecting big lavish gifts, but I like to give that shit. You know, <laughs> so any it like I, um I, I, anything that I can do, which can help and probably spoil, I'll probably do. But anyway. So I started working uh, within her. I said, now I, I kind of, I manage, I manage like eight artists. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So, so, you know, like, cause we have a, it's a record label for change. So we're not got stacks of money stacked up, but it's like we give the platform, there's a platform to create your music. So we can create music. We've got a distribution label. Um, which um, puts your stuff on Spotify, um, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that. The only thing like that is not funded by in-house is music videos. So music videos, you have to find your own way in it. Same way I, I have to find find my own way. So, um, but it's a starting point because at the end of the day, studio time costs money. So that is given for free. The mixing and mastering is given for free, so it's all it's all a help, a big help. Because you know, see, sometimes like people want to do music, but it costs money, in it. To get what I'm saying, so it's it's de- it can definitely help keep you calm, and it could be if you if you make the right banger and you've got the right drive, it could be a career for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely, and testament to you though, like you know, going back to seizing that opportunity to. To, to, to rekindle that passion for music and focus on it and, and move forwards and make positive steps, you know, and to then have that rewarded with, right, the day you come out, you start work on Monday, here's a job in the music industry. Aside from, it seems uh, like you continually did that as well, Carl, throughout throughout your sentence. You 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 continue, like, from just listening, listening to me, you should barely spoke, but li- listening to your, you know, you constantly took a... a, a, a another choice, another positive choice towards like your future, man. Yeah. And it just took, it just took you from one strength to the next. Sorry, Stu, I jumped in. No, there, I was mate. just going to say, it's so, it's, it's, it's so fucking difficult to get a job. You know, I've, I've spent years as a, as a musician in the nineties and you know, it's such a difficult industry to get involved in, uh, you know, at the best of times. And, and, and to, as you say, to have that kind of thing where you think that people make assumptions of you because of your past and because you've been to prison, to, to be able to apply yourself within that time and then come out and get a job in an industry that you're passionate about, man, that's incredible. Like, and, sh- and shout out to in-house records yeah. because like they, they obviously had, they, they were obviously coming in at jail and like trying to give people opportunities and, and, and find talent there as well. And people who are just like, 
actually haven't been uncovered yet and discovered and, and now you're managing eight people. So shout out to your boss and in-house yeah. records. That's yeah. in-house. <laughs> so Cole, um, just, just quickly, like if, if people want to go and explore uh, in-house and the artists that are on the, on the roster now, is, is there somewhere where people, people can go and sort of get a snapshot of the whole of it or? Yeah. So, so um, in-house records is the in Insta. Um, there is a website as well. Um, I think it'll probably be easier just going onto the Insta and then from the Insta, you get yeah. the other other links. Um, and please subscribe to my page, Music by Roots, <laughs> one word. <laughs> That's my YouTube page. No I will keep you entertained. Wonderful. Cole, what we'll do is um, when we upload this, we'll put all the links in the show notes yeah, so yeah. people can just yeah, click yeah. and find you straight away. Yeah, yeah. Mate, th these are always... You know, we, 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 every time we kind of finish one of these chats, and there's not been many, I reckon there's probably been about five chats where we've, we've, we've tackled something so serious, but yet always inspiring, insightful, and finishing so positively. Like, honestly, mate, we, our listeners are going to absolutely adore this, this conversation, man. It was so nice of you to be so open, honest, and, 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 and giving with us, mate. And yeah, can't thank you enough, Cole. It's been a, it's been a real, real pleasure and privilege to uh, to get that story, man. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure to for you to have me. Oh, it's a drunken soiree in the within. <laughs> Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.